Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA.
Welcome to the Love Zone USA. My name is Mike T. It's the place where you can listen to your heart and we live and learn. We're here to educate, elevate, and most of all, entertain. And we're here also to spread love all over the world. It's our weekly show on Thursday nights, uh, getting ready for that Christmas holiday. How was your Thanksgiving? Ah, Did you get enough turkey? Well, I sure did. Hope you had a uh, safe and uh, wonderful holiday as we get ready for Christmas season. Hopefully you've got some uh, good deals out of the way on Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday shopping. And there's a whole lot of deals to go, so don't uh, spend it all in one place. Well, we're going to continue with uh, our shows this evening, which is a special one uh, that a uh, a, uh, gentleman that will be on, who I used to work with at CBS Records, he'll be stopping in around 8.30. His name is Ron Alexenberg. He is formerly the Senior Vice President of Epic Records, and at one point he managed Michael Jackson. We're going to talk about the record industry, uh, past, present, and future. Anything you want to know about it, well, we're going to give you a chance to call in as well. So if you know somebody who wants to be part of this music industry, this is the man to talk to. Yes, indeedy. He has uh, launched and worked with the careers of many, which we will name and talk about as we move on in the show. Just to give you a name, a few, Meat Loaf, Michael Jackson, Boston, you know, the whole Philly International uh, label. Uh, We're going to talk about you know, those acts and how things materialize. How you make a hit record, how you promote one. We're going to talk about that with the man who uh, headed the uh, Epic Records label, Senior Vice President, Mr. Ron Luxembourg. He'll be here around 8.30. In the meantime, in between time, I know those of you who uh, are probably watching football tonight, and it's going to be a good game between Dallas and the Drew Brees and company, well, you know, just uh, hold on to your seats, turn the volume down, and uh, turn us up. We're here with the uh, variety of music that we know you like, so, you know, put us on in the background. So check us out if you don't get a chance to hear everything we do tomorrow at TuneIn, Stitcher.com, iTunes. Yes, indeedy, you can get us on all of those platforms as well as iHeartRadio. Don't forget, tomorrow, if you happen to miss any of this show because of the game, I'll excuse you, but, you know, put the volume down and uh, turn us up and check out the game while you're listening to the wealth of knowledge you'll be getting this evening from our guest. So with no further ado, I'm going to get into some music right about now. This is by a young lady named Corinne Hawthorne. She's a gospel artist, and uh, it's the kind of music you'll hear here on Sundays at 4 p.m. with our new show called the Love Zone Hip Hop Christian Connection, hosted by Tasha Little Queen. Well, this is the kind of music as a preview that you get on that show. We're going to give it to you right now on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Like my fingers free. I'm saying never since the first day. I never wanted this to end. This was love at first sight. Yeah, love at first sight. 
the Love Zone USA. Back to back to back to back to back. I 
Hey, this is Big Daddy Kane. And trust me, when it comes to love, there's no half-stepping on the love zone. USA.com. Challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
That's the sound of Gerald Albright here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com. That's called Grooveology. Yeah, we play the best variety of music anywhere on the World Wide Web. My name is Mike T, and I have our guest on the line. We're going to get to him in just a minute. I want to tell you a little bit about his background. He was this former senior vice president of Epic Records. I happen to have the pleasure of working with him, um, you know, back in the early days of uh, <laughs> what we call CBS Records, for me anyway. And we're going to bring him on the line. This is a show about the past, the present, and the future. We're going to talk about the music industry, the way it was, the way it is, and the way it ought to be, maybe. <laughs> I got my uh, uh, guest on the line. Here he is. I'm going to introduce him to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to bring him in right now. Ron Alexenberg, Senior Vice President, former Senior Vice President of Epic Records. How are you doing, Ron? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I want to get our audience introduced to you. Uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about your background before you got to uh, Epic? Uh, I thought that was a very interesting story. When you, I think you worked with Clive, if I'm correct, or, or was it the record distributor first? No, I started uh, once uh, they wouldn't accept me at the University of Chicago Law School because I wanted to be a criminal lawyer. I got into a, uh, a, a huff, and I said, I better go home with a job. So I'm driving down Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and a buddy of mine's dad owned an independent record distributor, and he was always talking about the artists. And I pulled in, and I said to uh, Lenny Garmisa, God rest his soul, I said, Lenny, you know, I I know we play a lot of baseball together, and uh, your son and I are pretty close, but I need a job. He said, I have no job for you. You don't know anything about the record business. I said, well, teach me, man. You know, and he said, the only job I can give you is $75 a week in the in the warehouse. And I said, doing what? He said, pulling orders off the shelves for the retail stores. And I said, you got it. And wow. I got into my 57 Corvette that I won in a bowling tournament. And he said, you don't need any money. Look what you're driving. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, I said, I won that in a bowling tournament, you know. And that started my crazy career of 57 years to date in the music business uh and uh chicago uh i spent my uh, education there uh, learning the record business dealing with uh, radio and artists and uh, retail as the best education i could have gotten and then um they started a new label at uh, columbia called date records and the first artists that they had were Peaches and Herb. And uh, I met David Kaepernick, God rest his soul, who's also the man that discovered and signed, along with John Hammond, of course, Aretha and Mathis and Sly and the Family Stone. And he and I hit it off big time. And he said, you got to come to New York. And I said, I don't need to be in New York. And uh, my girlfriend at the time dumped me because her mother was said, you're never going to be anything but a bump. All you do is you hang out with musicians and bowling alleys and driving a sports car and convinced her to <laughs> dump me. And, and uh, uh, I was working at this distributor where we were ordering a lot of records uh, from uh, United Artists was one of the labels we distributed. And they had a group called the Jive Five, I'm a Happy Man. And they were having a hard time getting it played at WLS in Chicago, which was the second most powerful radio station in the United States. And I had a pretty nice relationship over there 
because the first record I ever promoted in my life was California Dreamin' by the Mamas and Papas. And uh, that kind of set me up for a guy that would be bringing hit records into the radio station. And uh, this girl that I was talking to on the phone, I said, you know, I've never been to New York. Would you go out with me if I came in? And there was hesitation on the phone. You know, here was this fast-talking record guy from Chicago calling New York. And she <laughs> checked me out. I checked her out. And I said, uh, I'd like to come in New Year's Eve. A little did I know what New Year's Eve was like in New York. <laughs> and uh, as luck would have it, I flew in on a blind date. And I'm happy to say that we've been married for 52 years. Uh, she has given me three wonderful children. And we are now living in California, where today they had their first day of rain. And people were complaining about it. And I had to say to them, why don't you check out Chicago or the East Coast? (laughs) Take a look at seven (laughs) inches of snow and 20 degrees. And some guy out here walked out of a store wearing shorts. And I said, yep, that's California. So I was very lucky. I'm one of the guys that uh, loved what he was doing. And fortunately, was able to continue doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm very happy to say that uh, radio, what you're doing, and people like you that work with me at uh, CBS Records, at Epic, we had a lot of fun. And uh, we had the best staff in the business. And we had some phenomenal decisions that were made a lot by luck, signing bands that other labels didn't want. And, uh, you know, to end my career at Epic, with a little kid called Michael Jackson, wasn't too bad. And you know what, Ron, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, in just a little bit before we get into Michael. Why don't you tell our audience, I want to give them a little education and we kind of entertain and educate. What, what, when you were hiring um, promotion people back in the day, I heard you say this in another interview, why don't you tell our uh, audience what you felt made a good promotion person back in the day? when people had to go out and promote records. Well, it's uh, thank you for acknowledging that. Uh, the first question I would always ask a man or a woman, woman was a different question. I always ask the guys, uh, you're applying for a job. Uh, do you like sports? And the guy would say, yes. I said, well, do you like football? He'd say, yes. I said, okay, well, would you rather have the ball on the 50-yard line and the start of the fourth quarter? or know that you're going to get the ball on the one-inch line in the Super Bowl and the ball's coming to you and you got to put it in the end zone. If you do, you win the game. Those that answered it, give me the ball on the one-inch line, they got the job. Those that said they'd like to be on the 50-yard line were safe players, and I didn't really want them. And that was the start of CBS saying to me, how do you find these people? I said, well, the first thing I do is I look at them, and I look right in their eyes to see if they're telling me They love music. And then I'll ask them what kind of music they like, because I do not categorize music. I never did. I never will. I think all music is good. Some is just better than others. And, you know, I had a hard time because I love rhythm and blues being born and raised on the south side of Chicago. And I love country music. And when they would say to me, well, this is my R&B record. I said, nope, don't say that. You say that it's going to pigeonhole it into a, uh, R&B, African-American radio station. And I was one of the first guys to get this little white girl from San Francisco, Janis Joplin, 
God rest her soul, played at WCHB, you know that station, in Detroit, right. R&B station. All right. because the guy heard the record and said, man, she really sounds great. I want to play it. And he didn't care if she was white, green, yellow, or blue. And the whole thing about uh, signing artists is the songs. It's the music. Um, And, you know, uh, I've been very lucky to have an incredible career based around people and my staff and people that would fight in my office and come in and say, I know he's fat. I know he's not good looking, but you got to listen to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. Meatloaf, you know? Right. He ended up on Epic Records, didn't he? And when I'm walking down the streets of England with some guy named Kenny Gamble, and he says to me, are we going to get this Love Train record played? I said, all over the world, Kenny, just listen to the lyric you wrote. I mean, so, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's my forte. Absolutely, Ron. And if you hold on for a second, I'm going to get into some of that music and we're going to come back and talk about some of the other artists you work with. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I've got my guest on the phone, Mr. Ronald Lexenberg, who's with me, former senior vice president of Epic Records. We're going to give you a little bit of uh, some of the music that he uh, was responsible for, and then we're going to come back and talk to him a little bit more about the music industry, the way it was, and we're going to get into the way it is right now. Here's one that he talked about. That we're going to play for you right now. It's by Sly and the Family Stone. Entitled, Thank You, here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com.
Hey, this is Chris Jasper. You may remember me as part of the group The Icy Brothers. You may also remember me as part of the group Icy Jasper Icy. Well, speaking of love, join me for a ride you won't want to miss on thelovezoneusa.com. generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows. 
singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. Well, we're back, and I've got my guest on the line. If you want to get in touch with us, just all you have to do is email sales at thelovezoneusa.com. One of our reps will be happy to uh, get in touch with you. I've got our guest, Ron Alexenberg, former senior vice president of Epic Records on the line, and uh, you just came out of a bat of, out of hell, a meatloaf. <laughs> Ron, why don't you tell our audience how he got discovered, because I remember – if I remember correctly, it was something we had to do with the uh, uh, convention. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, what really did happen is uh, Steve Popovich, God rest his soul, who was the head of A&R of Epic, uh, came in to my office, and there was Todd Rundgren. And I looked, and I said, Todd, what are you doing here? You're a Warner Brothers artist, phenomenal musician, producer. And he said, well, I've got this 10-inch reel uh album on tape and there's no machines around here and people told me you have one and i said well yeah i do and uh it was uh, uh wonderful to meet you and he left and he said i'll call you later tell me what you think and steve was living in freehold new jersey as you know is 50 miles from the cbs building so he took his right. time and he got home at about nine o'clock and I had these new Yuri studio monitors being an audiophile. I love loud music and I took this reel to reel and I put it on the machine and you know what? It blew out the lights in New York. I was playing it too loud and Todd Rundgren called and he said, so what do you think of my album? I said, this is the most powerful album I ever heard. I just blew the lights out in New York. And I said, meet has got to be signed to Epic. We got to do this. And we had a convention coming up in Atlanta and I called his manager, David Sonnenberg, and I said, this is going to be highly unusual because this record has yet to be released, but I'd like to have uh, Meatloaf and Carla DeVito come to uh, our year-beginning meeting uh, amongst other artists uh, and perform. And, um, you know, it was early morning meetings and, Guys and ladies were getting tired, and it was about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and I got out there, and I had Steve Popovich come out and introduce me, or as I called him to Hilburn, the reporter, Mr. Loaf, which became his his interview name, and he destroyed the place. It was that simple. I mean, he literally, you know those big buckets that they serve with ice in them and the big spoons? Well, everybody stood up and was hitting those buckets with the spoon to Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. And when we went back, there was one radio guy uh, who literally, I can say, broke this record. And it was Scott Muni, God rest his soul, from WNEW. And he stood up 
at a Gavin convention in San Francisco, and he said, you're all a bunch of jerks. You're not playing this guy. He's from the Rocky Horror Show. He made a movie and this album, and he carried on and carried on. And Scott Muni got a hold of Tom Donahue at K-San in San Francisco. And that's when the record business was a lot of fun. And radio was discovering the artists. And radio was happy to discover artists. And Absolutely. they discovered Meatball. I mean, they, they, they took him. We called him Meatball, Meatloaf, Mr. Loaf. But all <laughs> I know, it's one of the biggest selling records of all time. I'm very fortunate to have been associated with three of the biggest albums of all time. Okay. And, uh, Meatloaf and Boston. Absolutely. And I heard you talk about Chris Isley. Say hello to Chris for me, because we also signed, you know, the Isley brothers. We took over the T-neck label. Absolutely. Before we get into the T-neck label, I want to talk about another label. And I uh, know we don't have a lot yeah. of time, but I'm going to get, get through as many as I can because we could be here for a while. Well, I'm having fun <laughs> but, with this, man. I, we could do this again anytime you want. Oh, you, we're going to do it again. We're going to call it part two. But right now I want to talk about um, and, and kind of educate our audience to making a label deal. Now, the, the label was Philadelphia International. Your epic record. <laughs> You're good. How did that marriage come about? And why don't you explain to our audience what a P&D deal was back then? Oh, boy. Well, it's hard to do. Uh, we need a couple hours to do that. But uh, <laughs> I've always been I've always been a big fan of Jerry Butler, the Iceman, obviously coming from Chicago. And, and right. his records were being produced and written by Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff in Philadelphia. And I grew up in Chicago with uh, the Chess family and WVON and, you know, really loving rhythm and blues. And Columbia, when I was the head of promotion of the biggest record company in the world, we didn't have a lot of R&B, you know. I mean, people were asking me, is Johnny Mathis ever going to do an R&B record? I said, why? Because he's African-American, you know. And, <laughs> and, and I, was not, I was not really happy with that kind of question. And when I got to Epic and Clive Davis gave me my own head to run the label, um, I said to him, you know, there's two guys in Philadelphia. They got a label called Neptune Records. Uh, it's being distributed by uh, uh, Chess, I believe. Marvin Schlachter was uh, the owner of a distri distribution label. And uh, I said, I'm going to take a trip down to Philadelphia, say hello to the guys at FIL and Wibbage radio stations. And I went over to 309 South Broad to sit down with Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. And, man, let me tell you, there are days that I will never forget because that one, when I got in that little elevator and I went, I sat down, they couldn't have been more gracious, couldn't have been nicer, and they started playing me songs. Let's just start with me and Mrs. Jones. And I'm going, wait a second, wait a second. Man, then they go to Love Train. Then they play me Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Then they play me the Three Degrees. And I'm going, wait, I got back on the train. I went into New York and I said to Clive Davis, we have got to figure out a way to make this deal. I invite Kenny and Leon into my office. We're sitting there and Kenny says to me, yeah, well, how do you, how do you make a deal? I said, we will pay you for pressings. You continue to own the label. You continue to own the masters because you're funding it, but we will pay you, uh, a, you will, we'll charge you a distribution fee. And we will press it in our factories. 
And that's mm. what P&D stood for, pressing and distribution. Well, right. you can only imagine what happened when Kenny and Huff were asked by me to finish four albums in one year because they had four huge hits. Mm. And they went into that studio. They did a Billy Paul album. He still has the biggest selling single record ever in New York over 300,000 of me and Mrs. Jones. Then I meet Teddy Bear, Teddy Pendergrass, and I said, you know what? We're going to do a concert at Carnegie Hall for women only. And they looked at me like I was nuts. Of course, I was in those days. You know, We were just hitting balls out of the fence, man, over the fence. And they said, do you think that'll fly? I said, yeah, that'll fly. And Ron Delsner, bless his heart, looked at me and he said, you know, I do concerts in there. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, who do you want me to have open up? And I said, nobody. Teddy Pendergrass for women only. Mm-hmm. And that took care of that. Mm-hmm. And then they played me a song, When Will I See You Again? That went on every radio station the day it got there. Okay? So <laughs> what can I tell you? And at the same time, Epic Records was rocking with Patti LaBelle walking in with Lady Marmalade and Redbone, two American Indians. And, you know, you stop and look back at those 70s and 80s at Epic and CBS Associated Labels, we had 11 P&D labels. Uh, One day, Kenny Gamble called me the Henry Kissinger of the music business because he had to put out all these fires, right? And then to answer another thing, how Philadelphia International got its name is a great story. Um, And I need to put in a plug here because I did write a book. It's called From the Warehouse to the Penthouse. It will be out next year. And in there is the whole obviously chapter of Philadelphia International. But Kenny was sitting in my office and he said, I don't I don't know if you like the name Neptune. I said, I don't. He said, well, what do you Mm. want to call it? I said, you know, we just named the label Cleveland International because Cleveland's got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's a whole other subject I can tell you because I don't think it belongs there. But anyway, I said, you know what? Philadelphia's cranked out so many hits. Why don't we call it Philadelphia International? And he will tell you if you interview him, that happened in my office. That's how they got that name. Well, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to take you back to some memories, and then we're going to come back and get to the present and the future. And, Ron, I want you to stick with me. I know I know your time. I'm looking at the clock. Don't worry. We're going to get you out in time. But right now I'm going to take you back <laughs> okay. to the Ron and Philadelphia International. You know what we're going to do right now? We're going to play my buddy, my buddy who made this particular song, and we're going to get into another one right after it and get back to Ron. This one's entitled, You'll Never Find. Another Love Like Mine by the great Lou Rawls. Someone who loves you 
And when I look for free love, I don't have to look any further than the Love Zone USA with Mike T. Because otherwise, you may not really be getting free love. And you'll know better the next time when you listen to the Love Zone USA. Happiness 
and love entertainment, be sure to listen to the Girlfriend Network, where you not only get advice on dating, but the best music on the internet, with a little summer madness, on the Love Zone, USA.com. This is my buddy Cool, cool from Cool in the Game, be sure to check out the Girlfriend Network on Monday nights. I've got a special guest, Ron Luxemburg. We're going to let him go right after this. But i got uh, two more questions for him, and we're going to bring him back on the line. Ron, I want to talk about, before I get into Michael Jackson, um, the present status and current state of the music industry. What do you think about it with uh, the digital, uh, the 360 uh, deals? Tell me what your thoughts are on the current state of the music industry and where it might go. Well, it's a good question. I am asked that constantly. It's a different business than it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Uh, The emergence of hip-hop and rap, uh, the reemergence of country music, I'm very impressed with that. And there's always going to be a music business. There's always going to be music. Uh, as I said earlier, all music is good. Some is just better than others. Uh, when we lost Tower Records, we lost retail. We got in big trouble. Uh, now uh, people are doing things that I'm not thrilled about, uh, the way they're buying or not buying or borrowing music from friends. Uh, the songwriters uh, are so important to all of us. I don't think they're constantly being compensated properly. Uh, Thank God there's a BMI and an ASCAP and a CSAC and music publishers of major proportion or companies like Universal or Sony uh, or Warner Brothers uh, who are above anything going uh, against not paying the artists. So, I mean, if you get a hit today, uh, you know it pretty easy uh, because it goes on uh, either YouTube or Spotify there's so many platforms right now that we never had, but you know, there's nothing that's going to get me not to say that the most important thing in my car is an antenna. And uh, I listen to the radio all the time. Uh, I love internet radio. I love what you're doing. You're reaching people that 
uh, maybe not be able to go into a retail record store because they can't find it. Uh, catalog has dried up a lot. Um, and when you get certain uh, new artists, they have to go on the road. They have to perform and constantly perform. It takes a year to two years to even get a break, unless you get one of those songs that comes through and gets on Spotify and gets on iHeart and gets on iTunes, Apple Radio, your show, other internet radio shows. Um, you know, that's the state of the business right now. And uh, look at the concerts. Look, the Rolling Stones coming back to do their fifth goodbye tour. Barbara Streisand putting out an album that is really not doing that well, but it's still Barbara Streisand, and people are going to want to hear more of her music. Um, right. New artists, that's what I deal with. I've got one right now that I will stick with until it happens, and it's from a buddy of mine in Chicago who used to manage Minnie Ripperton, God rest her soul, and Flora Perim. He and I have been friends for close to 50 years, and his daughter have wrote a beautiful album. Her name is Olivia Kelman. And uh, I am appreciative of you willing to play her music and other people to play her music. She's from Chicago. And Chicago hasn't had a record label other than, you know, a blues label. Uh, they used to have like 13 record companies in Chicago. Now there's one or two. Uh, and mm. they're independent. And that's very frustrating for a guy like me. Um, and, uh, you know, it had Chess and Mercury and Phillips and Smash and Fontana. It had seven independent record distributors. And to break an artist out of Chicago was, you know, something that people looked to do. It was New York, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles, and that was it, to break artists right away. Now it is so hard to do. Well, Ron, I'm going to play that record, and then I want to play Michael Jackson and let you go. Uh, with this particular song that I'm getting ready to play, Hypocrite, what do you think, um, you know, uh, I, I've referred to it as, as, well, I'm not going to refer to it. I'm going to let you tell our audience. No, 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 no. You can, re you can refer to it. I'll, I'll get you off the hook. I think it's a, a wonderful <laughs> song that many people have said to me, is that about Donald Trump? And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not a big supporter of his. Anyway, you can't talk politics, but we can do it on the Internet. See, that's the difference. But uh, Absolutely. there are Absolutely. so many hypocrites. There are so many hypocrites in this world. You and I know a bunch of them. And uh, she wrote this song. And uh, it's an interesting song. It kicked off her album. She's going to be performing it live. She's put an incredible band together of musicians from Chicago. And uh, I really appreciate you playing her music and anybody that wants to help this kid because she's really a good kid and she's really a terrific songwriter. She wrote four new songs that we're going to record uh, after the first of the year. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's tough on me because I love her, her family. Her dad is probably more than family to me. Uh, and we want to try and break an artist, a new artist, out of Chicago of all places. How crazy are we? <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to ride with you on this one. Ron, I want you to hang on the phone real quick. I'm going to play this for, for our audience, then I'm going to uh, come back and ask you one last question and let you go. I know your time is tight, but ladies and gentlemen, here's a new artist here on the Love Zone USA. Her name is Olivia Kelman. It's called Hypocrite on the lovezoneusa.com. 
You can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it on iHeart. You can get it on iTunes. You can download it on uh, almost go to her website, OliviaKelman.com. Um, and uh, I really appreciate and thank you for playing the entire song. It sounds great on the, my headphones. I hope your audience enjoys it. You got it. You got it. Last question. How did you come about getting Michael Jackson and the Jacksons on Epic Records? And I'll let you go after that. Well, well, that story uh, has been documented by Spike Lee. Uh, he did a docu from Motown to Off the Wall. And uh, one day I drove my car out of the ABC garage, which was right next to the CBS building. And I saw a bunch of kids standing around the Warwick Hotel. And I asked the doorman, what the hell's going on? And he said, this, Michael Jackson's here. The Jacksons are here. We weren't prepared for this. So I wanted to meet Michael. So I pulled my car over. I think it's still running. I think I may have left it there. Uh, and I went into the hotel, picked up the house phone, and uh, I asked for Michael Jackson, and he put him right through. And I said, Michael, my name is Ronald Luxemburg. You know, he said, I know who you are. I said, I'd love to meet you. And he said, okay. And he came downstairs with his dad and an attorney that was his father's partner, Richard Aarons. We sat, we talked, uh, and I asked Michael, what are you doing tonight? And he said, oh, nothing. We're getting ready to play Radio City Music Hall tomorrow, and then we're coming out to Long Island, where I was living. So I said, well, you know what? Um, I'd love to invite you and your family to my home. Uh, I know my daughters who were young at the time, obviously, would love to meet you, and uh, I'd like you to meet my family. I've met yours. I'm meeting yours. And I took him to my office, and we played music for about three hours, and wow. one after another. And I said to him, Michael, what is it that you want to do with your career? And he said, someday I'd like to do my own music. And that's all I had to hear. And wow. uh, I made him an offer through his father and his, and his lawyer. Uh, it's a whole long story because the president of CBS, Arthur Taylor, rejected my deal. And uh, I wanted to know why he was going to reject it, even though he had no say in how Epic Records was being run. But he was the president of CBS, Inc., and I wanted to show respect. So I sat down and he said, we're there a cartoon act. We have them on CBS Saturday mornings. And I said, "Uh, Mr. Taylor, anybody that can have a number one song singing about a rat, I want. (laughs) And I can get them. And we did. And at the press conference, uh, there was a lot of pressure put upon me. There were a couple of threats put upon me. Uh, and I said to Michael, I'm going to ask you to speak at the press conference. And you're going to be asked, why are you leaving Motown, with a company that I, Mike, would have worked for for nothing? Uh, I congratulate Barry Gordy on his 89th birthday yesterday. And I love that company. And we weren't raiding any company. That wasn't our game plan. But they became right. available, and I said, okay, I want them. And uh, I put my job on the line because you're going up against the president of CBS, Inc. And I said, wow. I don't care. I want them. And what happened is, conference, from the back of the room came, Michael Jackson, why are you leaving a black-owned record company? You know what that was inferring, that CBS <laughs> was, you know, a white company. And Michael... <laughs> looked into the microphone and he said, because everything is possible with Ron Luxemburg at Epic Records. Now, if you don't think 
I will carry that with me forever. To the same 12 o'clock in the morning phone call that came on my birthday, and I didn't feel like answering it. It was I was tired. I was sleeping. I asked my wife to answer it, and she said, Ron, there's a girl on the phone. And I said, what? <laughs> I picked up the phone, and it goes, Ron, it's Michael. I'm calling you from Tokyo. I want to sing happy birthday to you. That's why I love that kid. He was the best. He was the best. Ron, I'm not gonna hold yep. you. I wanna I wanna do this again and when your book comes out I wanna I wanna I wanna talk to you when you yeah, release your book and uh anything on the album, you know, with Olivia. You well, know you gotta hold you, I thank you. This this I've enjoyed. You got a deal and the title of the book is From the Warehouse to the Penthouse. All right, Ron. I'll be in, I'll be back in touch. Thank you, Mike. Do what you got to do. Thanks a lot. Happy for, holidays for to you and your listeners and those you love. God bless you. Same to, same to you, Ron. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave out with Ronald Luxembourg, former senior vice president of Epic Records, live interview right here on the Love Zone USA. We're going to do more of that uh, coming in the future. You're going to hear more about it with yours truly, Mike T. We used to work together, and we used to work together when uh, CBS was, you know, just rocking and rolling. And just to show you how much they were rocking and rolling, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Michael Jackson right now. This is my mix on it, uh, Billy Jean on the Love Zone USA. We'll be back right after Michael Jackson.
imitated but never duplicated the lovezoneusa.com where you hear the best lawyers hi this is gloria allred i'll be on the love zone usa doctor i am a uh, licensed professional counselor here in atlanta georgia i specialize in love relationships author my name is ralph richard banks i am also the author of is marriage for white people when I need to lead the weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. And music on the internet. The premier station discussing dating, relationships, sex, and marriage with common sense advice where you can listen to your heart. And we live and learn on the LoveZoneUSA.com. Right, you get the best variety of music, entertainment, education, and elevation right here on the Love Zone USA. And don't forget, Plus Size Life that's every Tuesday, eight o'clock, right on the Love Zone USA channel. You can check out our hosts, Zuhela and Jackie. They're here to give you everything that you want to know about business, fashion, I guess, health. You've got news, everything regarding living a plus-size life and how it can enhance yours. And as the motto goes, with plus-size, it's never a negative. Be sure to check them out, 8 o'clock. Zuhela and Jackie, every Tuesday, Plus-Size Life Entertainment. And don't forget, last but not least, my man, Tony Diamond. Every Friday from 8 to 9, he gives you the top seven songs of the last seven days. We call it the Love Zone Countdown. With your host, Tony Diamond. Be sure to check him out tomorrow night. It's your Silly Mike T, and I want to remind you that we have a special little amplifier that's good for the holidays. That's right. It's a portable amp about the size of your phone. You know those old speakers you got in the attic or the basement? You can connect it to it and make them Bluetooth. Instead of listening to one speaker, which is buying a Bluetooth mono speaker, you get two speakers, your old speakers, or if you're going to buy two new speakers, buy them at the store, book, bookshelf or floor standing. You can connect them to this amplifier and stream music, and it is portable. Not only will it play in your house, you can play it in the park, the beach, tailgating. Great for tailgating at football games. 
and the music will play up to 15 hours. You also have a USB, and you don't have to use the amplifier or your phone to listen to local radio. It has an FM tuner included. Be sure to check it out. All you have to do is go to the Love Zone USA. We have a picture of it posted there. You'll see one of our amplifiers. And if you'd like to purchase them, you can get them at Fry's Electronics or Amazon or even at our website. Yeah, all you have to do is email sales at thelovezoneusa.com, and we'll uh, give you the link so you can go right to our website and purchase it there if you'd like. Well, you heard our guest tonight. Senior Vice President, formerly of Epic Records, Mr. Ronald Luxemburg. He also managed Michael Jackson. We got more to talk about with him. There's so much more music I could play that he has been involved with and responsible for the hits, and he has a great knowledge of the music industry. We're going to bring him back again, and definitely when his book comes out, from the warehouse to the penthouse. Mm. Yeah, uh, sounds like uh, similar to mine, but I won't talk about that right now. Yeah, Mr. Ronald Luxemburg, gentleman I used to work with at CBS or Epic Records. I'm going to continue with more good music right here on the Love Zone USA, where we give you the best variety of music. And to keep in that same vein, I'm going to take you to Mr. Jonathan Butler right now. This song is entitled, Do You Love Me? on the LoveZoneUSA.com.
when I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
Mr. Bob Longman, he calls that one Funky for Jamaica, a song made famous by Tom Brown here inside the Love Zone USA with yours truly, Mike T. Well, we had some fun tonight. Uh, hopefully you were entertained, educated, and elevated by the uh, guest that we had, uh, Mr. Ronald Luxembourg, Senior Vice President, formerly of Epic Records. We're going to have more interviews like that, so you be sure to tell your friends uh, to tune in to the Love Zone USA. Yeah, we got more of those kind of uh, interviews coming up. I think you'll enjoy them. We hope that you do. Well, it's the 29th, Thursday. It looks like the uh, Dallas Cowboys are beating the uh, Saints 13-0. And we got uh, one more show to do, I guess, this month. No, no, this is the last show of the month. Oh, no. No, one more. Yeah, we got one more next week. So we'll be back next Thursday. Um, And we're going to... uh, no, that's actually the first of the month. First, that's the sixth, November, December sixth. Boy, I'm all messed up here. Well, we're gonna have a show next week. We got two more weeks before we go on the Christmas and New Year's hiatus. But uh, that's right, we'll be back next week. So you be sure to tune in. As I always say, on the, the clock on the wall, so, so that's just about all. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one. And always remember to put a little love in your life. Here inside the Love Zone USA, where we try to s- spread some love all over the world. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorites by Jeff Red. It's called I Want You Inside the Love Zone USA.com. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 